Hey everyone, welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod here at our Seaport Studios in Manhattan with Atlanta Hawks guard Trey Young. Stay with us. Trey, do you remember the last time, maybe the only time, you and I have been in these ESPN Seaport studios? Yeah, it was, it's crazy because the last time I was here uh, was draft day. Um, early in the morning, uh, crazy day, but yeah, that was that's the last time I think. It would have been draft day, I think. Draft day, 2017, it was, it was the morning of the draft, mm-hmm. you were here with... Uh, your dad, Ray, mm-hmm. your agent, Omar Wilkes from Octagon, and you were here doing all the morning shows. You were doing Get Up, maybe Sports Center. Uh, I, I remember I was here, Jay Billis, we were in there. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember standing in the, uh, we had those big windows that overlooked the uh, river there. Yeah. And I remember standing there with your, with your agent, Omar Wilkes, and, and I think your dad too, uh, <laughs> trying to navigate that night of the draft. And I, I think I had reported, the day before the draft, maybe that night before, mm-hmm. that Dallas was was interested in trying to move up to get Doncic, and I knew Atlanta was kind of in the driver's seat there. Yeah, you know, with the pick, and that was a. Um, you, you think back to that draft and that night, like how much uncertainty there was right mm-hmm. until you, the, the deal came down just as the third pick was being announced. I think they were ready. They had. I think we yeah. reported the agreement. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was uh, a lot of a lot of different things being said. Um, but yeah, from the, that morning, I mean, Omar uh, was telling me different things. They they kind of just let me enjoy the day, and <laughs> him and my dad were were talking. And I guess they had kind of figured out or thought that the trade was going to happen uh, between Dallas and Atlanta earlier on in the day, and uh, they just wanted me to enjoy all the the different activities I was doing and the. The, the media things I had going on and uh, just to enjoy the day and didn't tell me until literally the the third pick, right after the third pick was, was made, so uh, that the trade had happened. So Yeah, I, I think like Travis Schlenk and, and Donnie uh, Nelson and Mark Cuban, I think they were hashing out like the details of mm. – I always felt it was going to happen as the day went on because I, cause I knew Atlanta wanted you. Travis Schlenk from the very beginning, it scouted it out. You were his guy. Yeah. And Dallas felt strongly about Luka Doncic, and they have always, you know, the, their history with Dirk, and you know they've always been partial to international players, mm-hmm. open to the idea, and it always felt like they were going to get there on a deal, but they don't get there till they're there. That was yeah. the night too. I remember <laughs> with the hats, right? People, I, I know that bothers people. Oh, yeah, that like the trades happened, but it's not been called into the league, so everyone always gets flustered because you're wearing. Yeah, the wrong hat. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of weird. So now every time I look back on draft day, or you look back at the old video, you see me getting called, and I'm walking across stage with a Mavs hat, uh, and he's walking across stage with the Hawks hat. So it's kind of weird, different, but I mean it, it happens. I think uh, it's exciting uh, for the league to to do that whenever on draft night. Um, but no, it's uh it, it was definitely weird. Trey. Fourth in the league in scoring, 27.8 points. Fourth in the league in assists, 8.5. I remember when you were coming out, um, uh, Mark Kriegel from ESPN did a great piece about you and and your dad, Ray. I remember one of the things you said was, I want to lead the league someday in scoring and assists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiny Archibald's done it. Yeah. Top four in both in your second year. Yeah. Is that about where you thought you'd be? 
Uh, I, I think so. Uh, I mean, I knew I had a chance, especially how hard I worked this off season, um, to do some some big things this year. Uh, I worked extremely hard, and uh, yeah, I know um, Archie Ball is the only one who's who's uh, who's. I think he's the only one who's ever done it, and uh, so yeah, I just I hold myself to a high standard. So for me, it's it's all about the work I put in, in the off season and the confidence I have. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely can see myself. Uh, one day doing it. Trey, 6-21 and 21, where the Hawks are right now, you're almost in about the same spot last year. The one common denominator, no John Collins. This year with the suspension, last year with an injury. I think you felt this team was ready to take a step up. Like people mm-hmm. were talking about, hey, this is the league pass team. Probably not a playoff team yet, but this is going to be a team people want to watch every night. People will watch for you. Um, but when, when you learn of John Collins' suspension and he's going to lose, you know, essentially from beginning of the year till, you know, through, you know, mid late December here, is this about what you expected knowing what you had left, knowing, um, what it takes, seeing, going through the league once and seeing what it takes to win? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, it's definitely tough losing one of your, your best players, uh, on your team. He's, uh, He's, I mean, he's continuing to work now to get ready for when he gets back to be ready to just jump right in and make a difference. But, uh, yeah, whenever it happened, it was, it was sad news and we were all there for John and, uh, I felt, I felt bad for him just cause, I mean, we were working out a lot this summer together. Um, I saw the work he put in and, and, uh, the stuff that he was able to do and we were looking to make a big jump this year, uh, obviously. And, um, with him being out, it's been tough, but um, we're we're ready to get him back uh, here here soon, and uh, we're just going to focus on that and, and moving forward. Is it hard to be a really relevant player in this league if your team's not winning at all, no matter what you're doing individually? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's for me, it's um, winning is the only thing I care about. Uh, numbers and all that, like that's. That, that's good for, for looks and all that, but for me, it's, it's all about winning. Um, uh, that, that's all I care about coming into the season. That's all I care about at the end of the season is how much we've won and, uh, where I've been able to lead my team at. And, uh, so far we haven't been able to, to, to I mean, to grab as many wins as, as I've wanted and as our team has wanted. So, um, it's, it's all about, it's all about getting better and, uh, We've had we've had a tough stuff uh, schedule to start the season too. So um, now that the, the schedule, we'll be able to play a little bit more home games uh, here coming up. So uh, it'll be good for us. Trey, I had one of your former teammates on the podcast last week, Torian Prince, mm-hmm. and he told me something I thought was pretty interesting. The first college game he ever saw in person, he played in. The first mm-hmm. NBA game he ever saw in person, he put a Hawks jersey on. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Your your childhood was just the opposite. You grew up in Norman, Oklahoma, so you're around OU all the time. Yeah. But the NBA, you're down the road from Oklahoma City, and you and your dad, Ray, would go a lot to the games there. And we'll get to that because that was pretty neat what you guys would do on game night. But do you have, like, any context when you think about trying to build with young players in Atlanta – and it's hard at first, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look pretty. It takes. Yeah. It is really hard for young teams to win, especially with the injuries. But you grew up around that Thunder team. Yeah. 
that went through that when you were a young kid. Do you see, do you have that context because you grew up around an NBA team that, now their trajectory went fast. Yeah. Um, but does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And it's, it's kind of crazy you bring that up because, I mean, after we played the Rockets in, in Houston, uh, I was able to talk to, to Russ after. And, um, I mean, I've known Russ for, for a long time and, um, someone who I, I can, I can talk to and gives me a lot of really good advice. He, he was talking to me about his, uh, his first season in the NBA and then when they lost 27 games straight, uh, it's, it's crazy to, to see that. I remember as a kid, uh, going to their games and, uh, just watching him play and that, that whole young team and just where they, where they started to where, I mean, that big three really finished, um, going to the finals and then obviously breaking up. Um, but just, I mean, the growth they had from when they were just starting together. Um, I definitely see, I mean, a young team like us, I mean, having the chance of, I mean, hopefully doing that. How long did you talk with Russ after that game with Houston? Yeah, I talked to him for, I've talked to him for a little bit, yeah. uh, for sure. It was, he's a, he's a good dude. I mean, obviously on the court, he's a dog, but off the court, I mean, he's, he's a, he's someone who's, who's very, very genuine and is a good dude. Your, your rookie year, you beat them at home. You drilled them mm-hmm. at home last year. When you think of like all the moments in your rookie year to beat Russell Westbrook, beat Oklahoma City, given you spent your whole childhood at those games, is that the one that sticks out with you? Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely up there. Um, my rookie season, that was, that was uh, definitely a big moment for me just, just because I've, I've been there. I, I remember going to shoot around that morning of the game and just seeing, um, just looking back and where I had my season tickets at uh, in the stands, and it's, it's pretty cool to, to still remember those moments. So w- you would drive from Norman to Oklahoma City for the game. Mm-hmm. You would get to the arena when on a game night? <laughs> Depending on who was playing, most of the time it was an hour and a half before the game whenever they opened the doors. So you'd be standing on the steps of the arena waiting for those doors to open? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would make my dad, he wouldn't want to get there that early, but I'd make sure uh, once I got home from school, did my homework uh, after practice, I would make sure my dad's ready to leave so we can get there an hour and a half before. And, and so would you be the guy like running down the stairs, like people start going to the arena, would you be running down the stairs to get down? To yeah, the yeah, When I was, especially when I was super young, uh, probably like my, my middle school years, I was definitely one of those guys I was... <laughs> running down and just trying to get as close as I could to the court so I could see those guys warm up. And that was the thing, right, Trey, watching different guys warm up routines. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was uh, something that, I mean, I took I, – I loved details, little things that stood out to me. So just going there and just watching them warm up and seeing how they prepared for a game was, was, was I mean, unique to me. What was Kevin Durant's routine? Uh, his was a lot of balance stuff. I mean, he, he a lot of stuff he he still does today. It's it's a lot of balance. It's him doing stuff that I mean he can't do in a game because he's spinning on one leg and right. landing on two, and uh, just a lot of balancing. Uh, something I really remember of his. How about Russ? Uh, he was doing a lot of mid range, a lot of a lot of uh, just moving, um, a lot of a lot of shooting, um, but just uh, he was he was breaking a sweat. I mean, but he was there. He was there. Um, Probably the first ones. Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie was doing a lot of touch stuff. 
uh, around the rim, um, working on his finishing handles, uh, getting a lot of shots up. But he was doing a lot of stuff around the rim. One more, Damian Lillard. Uh, he was. I remember his. I remember going to his uh, his warm ups and uh, just seeing him doing a lot of deep shots. I think that was something that really stood out to me because I love shooting and uh, obviously shooting from deep. So I remember him warming up shooting deep shots too. As you got older, Russell knew who you were and, and maybe even Kevin because they you were a big high school player in that region. Maybe Russell was there longer. Kevin was gone when you were still mm-hmm. uh, probably earlier in, in, in high school. Were visiting players, could, would you get down, like would you get a moment with different guys as they come in? Could you get guys' attention in Oklahoma City and, and, and get like a, a moment with them? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my dad, my dad played basketball, so obviously he knows a lot of people that – uh, he played with, uh, played against, and so I was able to, I mean, my dad knew guys like David Vanderpool, uh, yeah. I mean, guys that, that, uh, like Tony Batty and all yeah. those guys that, I mean, he, he's known for a long time, so I was able to, my dad knew those people and, yeah. and, and those guys are on teams, uh, I was able to go down and, I mean, get a picture, be able to, to speak with them for a moment. Um, so that that's how I was able to have those type of connections and have those type of uh, moments with these players and those 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 memories and those pictures. Trey, when you're around, when you're courtside at an NBA game, when you get that close to guys at that young age, mm-hmm. does it make it feel more accessible? Does it make it feel like th- this isn't crazy for me to dream about this, or is it when you're because when you're that close, what people who don't ever get that close you realize how good everybody is and, and then physically yeah. um, how I mean, there's only a couple guys your size or aren't, there aren't many. Yeah. W- what strikes you as a young kid who's smaller than everybody else? I mean, I just, I think, um, I think for me just seeing, seeing guys that, I mean, I, I was real. I, I knew I wasn't going to be the biggest guy growing up. So for me, I was always looking for those guys that, that weren't, I mean, Obviously, my favorite player is Steve Nash. Um, I love Chris Paul. Chris Paul is one of my favorite players of all time. Um, but also, I was looking at guys like, I mean, that that were playing Jameer Nelson. You see guys like DJ Augustine. Like those guys can play too, and they they play. DJ still playing in the league. Like it's 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 a lot of guys that I mean I've been able to play in the league for a long time. That I mean aren't aren't the biggest guys in the world that I was able to to see and, and idolize as a kid. That I mean, um, I mean, gave me gave me a lot of hope that I could I could be one of those guys and play in the league. You 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 know your you know who your biggest fan at ESPN is. It's Royce Young, mm-hmm. who's an Oklahoma grad, lives in Oklahoma City. He told me that he had been hearing about you in high school in Norman. He went to see you play as a junior, and he watched the entire first half, thinking you were one of your teammates. Mm-hmm. That you, you had a teammate who maybe went Division two, and because of where you were physically, yeah. usually a player who's going to be a, a first team All American in college, who's going to be a one and done and be a high lottery pick, you you know who he is the moment he walks in. Does that surprise you that somebody, when you think back to what you look like, what it was even as a junior, that that somebody wouldn't have known right away who you were? No, it, it's uh yeah no it's it's not surprising. Um, like like I like I said, I wasn't the biggest guy. I mean, I had another guy on on my team in high school who's um I mean, who was a big dude who could who could really play. 
Um, but I was just a just a small smaller kid who could just shoot it and and also play. So it's, if you come in, you just look at the roster, you look at the team. You may not you may not pick me uh, as a guy that you you assumed that was a uh, a really good player. You you could have played. I, I think sometimes your story gets a little carried away. You could have played anywhere you wanted in college. You got mm-hmm. recruited by everybody. Yeah. Now I think maybe the idea was. You were a big time recruit, maybe not one and done though, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kansas, Kentucky, but Lon Kruger at Oklahoma, who I think to me, like, he's one of the most underrated coaches of his generation. He's won everywhere he's been, like really good basketball schools, not great basketball schools. He wins everywhere. Like he doesn't always have the best talent yeah. um, at different places. And, and so like, it doesn't surprise me you would have been around Oklahoma a lot and been impressed by him. Um, but was what he was selling you, Hey, we're going to build the whole thing around you. We're going to let you go out, you know, and you early on 43 against Oregon, mm-hmm. 26 points, 22 assists against, I think like Northwestern mm-hmm. state. Um, sometimes there's a lure of saying, yeah, let me get out of town. Let me go see what something else looks like. But you stayed there. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely, um, it was definitely, that was one of my toughest decisions I've ever made period. Um, I mean, for me, growing up, when you're a kid and you're watching, I mean, ESPN basketball games, um, you see, you see the Dukes, the Kentuckys, and you see Coach Cal and all these, all these, uh, coaches and teams that you, I mean, you're like, man, if this, if this school offers me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there for sure. But, I mean, whenever you're in that moment and all of them really do offer you and, uh, you have the decision to either go to the Blue Bloods and, um, or stay home. Uh, and the decision really is, I mean, how, how can I get to the, the highest level? Cause that's my dream of playing in, in the NBA. And the, the, what the, the look and the, uh, what, what you would say from just looking from outside in is just, you gotta go to a blue blood. You gotta go to Kansas to, to go to the, to the NBA. And for me, um, that was probably one of the toughest things I had to, to do. And one of the, the things, for me, I had to tell my dad. I had to look my dad in the eye because my dad obviously uh, wanted me to achieve my dreams and play in the NBA. And he, he he thought going to a blue blood was probably the easiest uh, way for me to do that. And uh, for me, having to sit down with my mom, my dad, and I mean my my family, and just tell them that I mean I wanted to stay home and play play for Coach Kruger in my my home my home city uh, instead of going to the blue bloods was was a tough, but I mean. Uh, the right decision for me. There was a tension on you in your one season in college, unlike any player I can remember in the last, until Zion mm-hmm. Williamson last year, and then he took it to another place. Part of it was because he was at Duke, and it gets a lot of attention, and yeah. he was really dominant and, and physically unique and all the things that made him a number one pick. But your season, I mean, I remember at ESPN, it was – we weren't covering college basketball that season. We were covering Trey Young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had some big games early, and I think it was like 43 against Oregon. There, there was a game or two that turned it. Yeah. And, 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 and it was the shooting from distance, and it started the Steph Curry comparisons. Hey, here's the first player from the Steph Curry um, generation. When do you remember it, thinking to yourself, this is, this is different? I'm getting – I'm getting attention that's different than anything, not just that I've experienced, but I've seen as a college basketball fan. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'd probably say the the Oregon game. Uh, so I, I think it's probably two games. I'd say the Oregon game. I remember like it was yesterday. Dan Dockich was calling the game. I remember I had a really good game uh, that day, and I went home, um, rewatched the game, and at the end of it, Dan Dockich was like, "I mean, I think if you, this guy could possibly be a, a lottery pick." Um, and so ever since then, it was just. Man, like that confidence in me, uh, just, just grew and I was just, just ready to play every night. And then I think people, I mean, kind of forget that Wichita State game. Uh, we went to, uh, we, we started the season unranged. We went to Wichita State, who was number three in the country. Obviously they had Landry Shamit. They had a lot of really good guys, um, veteran team. And, uh, we ended up going there and, and winning on their court. Um, so I think that, that moment was, Another moment where it just just took it to another level, and then from then on, it was every game was a highlighted game. What would people not know unless they were going through it? What it feels like to be 19 years old, and you're in your hometown, and all of a sudden the whole world starts coming to you. It's television, like here come the agents. There's a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to get with this kid we've got to get with his family we've got to find the people around him um we're, we're late on this guy yeah what happens what is it like to be in the middle of it uh it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot and it's a lot of things that i mean it's more than just basketball it's more than just going out and just playing it's a lot of things you have to do outside of basketball that i mean it's it's just more pressure on you is you um Everything you do is is being watched even more. So uh, it's just it's a it's a good thing to have um, when when people are are talking about you all the time. And I mean they're always they're always talking about you. They're always I mean complimenting you. Uh, and then the fame starts coming. But if you don't use it in the right way, it's it can it can turn. Or if a few games go bad, it can turn uh, in a heartbeat. So it's just a lot of things that you have to. To really think about, but at the same time, it all all falls under just playing and, and getting better. So that's all I had to really learn is just all that has to come after basketball. So you you score forty three against an Oregon. You're scoring the assists, the passing. It's funny. I remember when I talked to Travis Schlenk about you, even during the season, even before he knew where he'd be drafting. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was talking about your passing, and he did that all the way until he drafted you. And and, and you've shown that in the NBA. I think people. I think people who watch it closely saw the left hand, uh, you know, Mike Schmitz, who I think spent time with the our draft guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, the one handed left, the one handed, you know, left handed pass, right handed pass, all the things that were unique to how you play. But how much, like, you walk into class, you walk around campus, you yeah. go into town, like, what is it? Is it look like what it's like in a movie where, like, people just start following you around campus? Yeah. Well, what is it like? No, it's, it's, it's different. So, I mean, for me, that first that first semester, I was obviously going to school with Baker Mayfield, uh, so that's that was the the big man on campus. Um, so after football season, it, it really so we played probably three four weeks with the football team still going, and uh, they ended up Baker winning the Heisman and and doing all that. So um, I kind of got to still be a kind of a college kid um, while they were still going, but then after that, I mean Baker into the draft and. Moved to LA and then our season really got going. That's when we played Oregon. That's when we played Wichita State. 
and uh, it got crazy. I was there were times I was late to class, and I got in trouble by my academic advisor because I was stopping and taking pictures or stopping and talking to, to some some other students on campus, and um, it was it got crazy. And so my second semester, I had to take more online classes just so um, I was able to actually finish and and, and do some. Uh, do my work and uh, get to get to class as on time. So, did you ever hang out with Mayfield much? Uh, yeah, I, I was able to see him see him a lot. Uh, did you ever go out with him, like on a Friday or Saturday? Uh, I saw him a couple of times out. All right. So, how does what is that like in uh, Norman Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Oklahoma football Heisman Trophy winner? Tra- yeah. what, what is it like you two out somewhere in Norman? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Everybody, uh, everybody knows where we are. So, I mean, it's. Seems like everybody just gravitates to where where we are. Um, Were there like social media alerts, like you guys, people like people texting, po- were you people posting pictures? Hey, they're here. Let's. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it never got back to me if they did, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised because it was. It just felt like where we were. If it wasn't a lot of people there, maybe thirty minutes, forty five minutes later, it's it's, it's crowded. So uh, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. And, and he's he's older than you. He'd been he'd bounced around some. Mm-hmm. Like, was he like the Pied Piper walking around there? Was it like just like a party following him down the street at the, by that point? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he was he was definitely the man. He was, uh, I mean, everybody loved him. He was the, uh, I mean, he was there multiple times. I mean, multiple years before I got there. Right. So, uh, yeah, everybody knew him everywhere he went. I mean, it was, I mean, like it's it's crazy. There's a lot of people behind him. So, uh, that's the man. You talk about what it's like when it is going well and, you know, you're, you're, you're the biggest star in college basketball in a long time. Then it's not going well, all mm-hmm. in the same season. And it turns and it felt like as extreme as it was when it was going well, it became extreme the other direction. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's one thing that people don't, I mean – can lose sight of. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I got a lot of lot of praise when things were going well, um, but when things started going bad, it's, uh, it's it's not it's not so fun. It's not so fun. And uh, for me, just being 19 years old, um, going, I mean, trying to enjoy my first year in college. Uh, I mean, it's, it's something that's tough and something I had to I had to go through to to really prepare me for. I mean, the type of person I am now and the leader I am now. Uh, I think I tell people all the time, if I didn't go through that, I don't think I'd be the same, um, the same leader I am or the same player I am now. Uh, I think that helped me a lot from just understanding the the fact that, I mean, there's going to be ups and downs and people that are with you and then turn against you and just, it's, it's all fluctuates and just, it made me appreciate the people that are close to me and, uh, that were there for me through it all. So it was, it's a crazy time. Is a lot of it being that age, Trey, and getting on social media and reading your mentions, like how much of it is just finding yourself caught up in that? And it it can almost be like paralyzing, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it just keeps coming. No, for sure. I think that's uh, that's something that I mean, social media. Social media is a bad bad tool whenever it's. Uh, uh, 
I mean, a lot of bad things going on, um, or when you're not playing good, that's uh, definitely something that is um, brings you down a little bit more too. Um, it wouldn't be as bad if you only saw it maybe once a day in a newspaper article or right. on TV sometimes, but no, nah, whenever you're on social media and it's it's like that, it's tough. Would anybody tell you, your dad, your family, stop looking at it, stop looking at it? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that I I uh, I mean I give a lot of credit to Coach Kruger for. Yeah. I mean Coach Kruger was there and he was he helped me through a lot of that. I mean he gave me there were some guys that uh, um, I mean I was able to talk to that he introduced me to that um, I mean really helped me through that that time and uh, I mean that's that's something I I really want to I mean thank Coach Coach Kruger for because he he helped me through a lot of that so uh, it was good. You. Trey, your relationship with your dad, he played at Texas Tech. I think it's a great story. I think his best college game scores 41 against Kansas mm-hmm. the day you're born, right? Yeah. Um, and, and played professionally a little bit overseas. How much did you know about his career, about sort of his journey and path when you guys are in the gym playing with each other, when you guys are doing drills, you're at the – you know, in Norman, how much of that did he share with you? Uh, he shared with me uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, I did a lot of the, the research on my dad. I, I mean, there was times he didn't even probably didn't even know. I, I, I mean, I, I looked up a lot of his games, um, like his stats whenever he was in college. Um, I mean, against certain teams when I was in college, and uh, if they won or lost against these teams, and who he played against. Um, I mean, I remember, I, what is it called? I think it's a, a, a VCR tapes. He has a lot yeah, of VCR that's tapes. That's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to watch a lot of those when I was a kid uh, of his games. When he played Kansas, I remember watching that game, uh, Oklahoma State with Desmond Mason and all those yep. guys. Like, I, I remember all that. And um, I remember seeing it uh, as a kid, super kid, and, like, um, and just, I mean, I, he didn't he didn't really like bragging about it and, and bringing it up, but – I mean, he could play. He could play. He taught me a lot. So um, it's it's good to have a. I'm blessed to be able to have a father like him. How did you build out Trey your range? What was it that took you and kept pushing you further back behind the three point line? Well, so for me, I, I when I grew up, uh, as as I grew up, I I didn't like really dribbling the ball. So that's uh, I was always just on the wing when I played for my dad's team when I was a kid. Um, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, um, I was always playing a grade or two up. And as guys were getting taller, I was just on the wing, and I wasn't necessarily growing as much. So for me, for me to get my shot off, I had to just scoop my range back, and I was just moving further and further back. Um, as years got on, I got stronger. Um, and then I obviously worked on my handle, so I was able to move to the one. And But I'd always have my – that scorer's mentality and that shooter's um, mentality because I always had a point guard who could dribble and I would just be spot up on the on the wing or in the corner and just ready to shoot. And uh, as as guys got taller and older, I just moved my range further and further back. When did your handle, your ability to create your own shot, what, when did that start to come? Probably around eighth grade. Uh, eighth grade, I was I was. Starting to get, to get a better handle. I remember my ninth grade year, my freshman year, um, we had a, a point guard on our team uh, who, who, I mean, he played point. I was on the wing. I played, uh, I started as a freshman. 
Um, but I was I was on the wing all the time. I think I was ten points my freshman year in high school, and uh, I just I was just on the wing, ready to spot up for open threes. The 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 patience this year, Trey, with you know trying to get the team turned around, trying to get guys back from suspension, getting guys healthy. What's that been like? You said that your your one year in college gave you maybe some perspective that helps you now. Have you leaned on the ups and downs of that college season maybe even more this year than last year? Because I think last year maybe there wasn't an expectation you were going to be yeah. very good. It was it was um, a team that people knew was going to take its lumps. Yeah, no, for sure. I I think definitely I'm, I'm taking more from from my college year to – I mean, what I learned then, now, uh, and this year, more than last year, for sure. I think, uh, I think just just the patience I have to have. Uh, that's something that, obviously, as a competitor and the, the type of person I am, I you want to win now. You want to you want to achieve all these things now, and it's it's uh, it's good to have that mentality. And it's something that I think what makes me the type of player I am. But I still, at the end of the day, I have to understand his patience, especially not having John here. Um, I mean, we have. I mean, what, three rookies, uh, Kev's in the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of young guys, and it's something that um, I have to understand is, is, is patience. We had Damian Jones, who's, I mean, I think he's in his fourth year, but, I mean, I think he's played less games than, than I have because right. uh, he was with the Warriors. So it's, it's um, I mean, it's, it's something that I have to understand is his patience. I'm learning a lot. Sunday night, you guys play the Lakers tough at home, comes down to – you know, essentially have Cam Reddish has a, a three to, to maybe tie it in the last mm-hmm. few seconds. You have a great game, you know, around your averages, 30 points. And what a couple of people said to me, what they thought was the most impressive part of it was Cam misses a three and then they go down and, and close it out. Was you going over to Cam mm-hmm. and saying, hey, take that shot, the leadership in that moment? Because you're he's a player you're going to need to – you're going to need down the road. What what, you, what were you thinking about in that moment when he, um, after you see him miss and, and, and he's coming back, walking off the court? Yeah, I, I feel for him. That's uh, So that's the type of moment where, for me, um, I, have to, I have to be a leader. I have to grow and be a leader, regardless of what I, I had that game. Um, I mean, the, the, easy, the easy thing is to, is to get mad and, and say, why didn't I take that last shot? Why didn't... He just dribbled and gave it to me and take the last shot, but that's that's not that's not the type of team that we have and the type of player that I want to be. And that's where I have to be a leader and, and go to him and just tell him just he's gonna he's gonna make some and miss some. I mean, we all do. I've missed a lot uh, those type of moments, and for me, I felt for Cam because he he's a competitor. He can shoot. Uh, I'm the first to tell people he can he can play like he can shoot, and um, he's kind of having a season like I did last yeah. year. Uh, the way he started, the way I started, now he's kind of coming along, playing well late, lately, and the same way I kind of did. So for me, um, I mean, I just just to be there for him, give him, keep, tell him keep his head up. Uh, everybody, when the Lakers came in town, there was a lot of people there, uh, so he wanted to to win that game for us. But uh, no, it's just to keep his head up, and uh, he's gonna have another another chance. Um, I mean, again in, in another game soon, so. You never know. It's a lot of games in the year, so I just wanted to keep his head up. You said it. Your it feels his rookie year so far, maybe feels a little bit like yours. 
It wasn't until really like late Jan, you know, like mid to late January, mm-hmm. where things really turned, and all of a sudden you went from, oh, they're never going to get over that trade. Luka Doncic is, yeah, you know, Trey Young's a bust, and Luka Doncic is going to the Hall of Fame, and all of a sudden from mid January to the end of the season, you've closed the gap on the Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. award. There's people you, you you know who voted for you, you know, you Rookie of the Year. He wins it, um, but. And you learn this, I think, in college, the judgments are rash and quick, right? Yeah. And when you're a rookie in this league with one year of college, um, you're probably not going to play great right yeah. away in the NBA. And I think people, you know, Luca was an older player. He's been playing pro ball, um, older in the sense of, of his experiences. Certainly he's a great player. Um, but I, I, it feels like you've got some context on that. From yourself, but like helping yeah. Cam with that. No, for sure. I, I definitely could see myself in Cam. Um, it's, I mean, it's hard being a. I mean, I think he's twenty years old. He was nineteen at the beginning of the season. Like he's twenty years old. I mean, playing in the NBA, starting in the NBA. Um, it's not. It's not easy. So for me, I, I understand how he's feeling uh, starting the season, um, and and now he's playing now. It's, it's good to see that he's, he's gotten his confidence back a little bit. So uh, it's good to see that. What was Team USA mini camp like for you going in the summer in Vegas? Yeah, it was good. It was a great experience. I was able to, to spend a lot of time with, with Coach Van Gundy. Um, I mean, he's I mean, he's so smart. I mean, he knows a lot. Uh, he's very intense. And uh, it was good. And I was I was I was. I mean, very fortunate to be able to go out there and spend some time with him, be able to compete against the the other guys, um, and it was it was a good experience. Um, and uh, like I said, being able to be taught by by Coach Van Gundy for a week was good. You know, everybody was taking a lot of heat for dropping out of USA basketball. You had the eye infection, and mm-hmm. I think people, <laughs> I think there was this thing was. Oh, Trey's bailing on the thing. He doesn't want to be there. No. You you really had an eye infection. I really had an eye infection. I remember we scrimmaged uh, two days. We we scrimmaged the national team in two days, and my uh, my eyes was messed up. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had a bad eye infection while I was out there. So yeah, no, that's that's not a fake thing at all. <laughs> w- would you like to stay a part of that program? Like, do you see like trying to stay in the pipeline and 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 be a part eventually be a part of the national team. Of course, of course, that's something that um, obviously I, my dream is to play in the NBA. But one of the, I have another dream of, of winning a gold medal um, and winning for my country. So that's something that, of course, I I mean I want to keep open. I want to keep uh, I want to keep in in the back of my mind of, of winning a gold medal for for USA someday. How much heat have you taken um, since that Miami game? The one minute left, <laughs> up six, it's yeah. over. Yeah, nah, I've, I've taken a lot of heat. Um, <laughs> that, that's a, that's just a funny moment. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's a crazy moment. I mean, you're up six with a minute left. Uh, the momentum was just all in our favor at that at that time. It looked pretty good. It looked looked good, but uh, as soon as I said it's over. Uh, I think they went on a 22-0 run, <laughs> uh, and it was it's just a, a crazy time. Something I mean, obviously it's funny. Uh, I mean, it sucks losing, uh, especially losing in that fashion. But uh, something I'll be able to look back 20 years from now and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll still remember that.
So, so Jimmy Butler kind of yeah m- made a joke about it online a year ago. Now you 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 kind of laughed at yourself back at him. Could mm-hmm. you would you have done that a year ago? Uh, nah, I probably wouldn't have done that a year yeah. ago. I think for me, it's I mean it's I mean it's I don't like getting in on social media awards. I see a lot of guys do that. I mean nowadays, they, they, I mean go back and forth with each other on, on social media and that's just that's just not who I am and I mean I that's a I mean Jimmy had a right to do it. I said it's over and then he he, <laughs> he retaliated after the game and that's that's something that he uh he felt that he should have done. So it was funny. I, I laughed at it. Um but it, it's all good. It, sure when when you look at this Atlanta team, the organization when you're trying to figure out what it means to be a franchise player, and that's what you want to be, you want to be a franchise player in this league. They're building a team around you. What are you figuring out? What are you learning? What are you asking about around about like all the responsibilities that mm-hmm. come with it? Like besides playing well every night. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It's uh, it's it's a lot more than just taking care of yourself. I mean, you're taking care of. I mean, your teammates. Uh, you're taking care of. The organization, you're taking care of the fans um, in the city. You're doing things for the community. It's it's more it's more than just what you do on the court. Obviously, that's the main thing you have to, to focus on. Um, is, is I mean, being ready every night, playing. But I mean, it's, it's a lot more that goes into it. You got to you have to do community events. You have to I mean, spend some time with your teammates, take them to dinner, do little things like that. And uh, so I think that's something that I mean, Coach Pierce. Obviously, he's been around a lot of great players, worked with a lot of great players, with great teams. That I mean, has, has, I mean, told me a lot and taught taught to me about a lot. Um, it's just it's just doing the little things, and I mean that they go a long way. Trey, thanks for dropping in. Thanks for doing this, man. Good to see you back at Seaport. What a year and a half after the draft? Yes, sir. It's been it's been a great year and a half so far, and hopefully, I can come back soon and visit this. All right, thank you, Trey. Appreciate thank it. Man. You. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to our guest, Atlanta Hawks guard, Trey Young. You can listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod wherever you get your pods. And be sure to also download and subscribe to the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhurst and the Low Post with Zach Lowe. We'll catch you next time.